0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast The teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga We believe that this message is going to open up the seals And cause you to have a deeper revelation into the word of God That will make you see beyond the letters in the word Here is Dr. David Alright, so we continue with our subject on the Libra Soul And this is going to be part number 4 Part number 4 The Libra Soul Hallelujah. And, uh, our main text is actually Proverbs 11 verse 25. I need you to look at that. Proverbs 11 25. The laborer's soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be himself also watered. Verse 26 says, he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him; but blessing shall be upon the head of him. That sell it come. Now, what he tried to say there is if it is time for a for a stand of, of difficult time, now, in a very simple way, uh, people want to make more profit when goods are scarce. So they want to hold so that they can make more profit. You understand that? That's what I said in verse number six. It's a people who try to make more profit. By holding goods where they are supposed to be sold, the people will cost that individual. And when the people causes you, God of course will also cost you. So you don't try to make more profit because things are scarce. So you want to sell at a time, you know, you hold it, you keep it away so that it can become scarce, and then you sell at a higher profit. So there's a cause on you when you live such life. The people will cost you. And God automatically also will cause you if you will hallelujah but anyway, our main text is actually still done verse number 25 and uh, so, let's look at verse 24 from the message translation again um, probably eleven twenty-four: 24 the world of the generals gets larger and larger, can I hear an amen? and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller hmm. praise God the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Praise the living God. And it's important for you to get this right because... We we don't have to start thinking sometimes why we are not prospering, why we are not succeeding, in spite of maybe what we think we are doing, like we are considering. Maybe the labor, your strength, your effort, all of the things you're doing, there's a missing link why you're not succeeding. Even though you may be having some results in what you're doing, but there is no increase. Because, yeah, we're talking about those Go larger and larger. There is an increase. There is a multiplication when you begin to walk by the principles of the Word of God. But the Word of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. It's a mystery. You know how this works. But that's the way it is as far as God's principle is concerned. Now, get this right. You see, if you are in any kingdom, you can only succeed. By, by the principles of that kingdom, or the laws of that kingdom. I want to say this to you as a believer. What works for the people of the world may not work for you, to a large degree, because you are into a covenant relationship. Is that okay? Praise the living God. What works for others may not work for you, because you enter into a covenant with God. God wants you to prosper in his terms, not in terms of the world. Not in your terms, but in terms of the world. I mean, in God's kingdom, in God's terms. Not in your terms, not in the terms of the world. So it's important you understand this. It's very critical you imbibe that understanding. And that is what triggers increase and multiplication to you. When you begin to walk by The principle of God's word praise the living God. Let's look at a particular story just to illustrate this, just a passage in a way. Ezekiel 16, verse 49. What was the major problem? Uh, we look at Ezekiel 16, verse 49 50. Ezekiel 16, 49 and 50. Hallelujah! Are you there? So, behold. This was the iniquity of the of their sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. But let's take it from a simpler translation, maybe. Um, let's look at NIV. NIV. But you find it. I just want you to look at this on the example. Now, this is what is saying of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconsigned. They did not help the poor and needy. Amen. And what's the next thing? They were healthy and did detestable things, but for me, therefore I did away the with them. As we have seen, I did away with them. As we have seen, they were full, they had everything, they were stingy, and so I did away with them. And one of the ways by which you can easily be wiped out, even that which you call resources, is to be stingy. I did away with them because. They have everything. And so pride was there. Arrogance was there. They never considered the issue of the poor. They don't think of anybody else. They have everything to themselves. And God said, no, I don't allow people like this to live. And so I wiped them out. And there's a consequence of being stingy. Is what I'm trying to say. So it's important you come to that place, you see. You see, God is a loving person. And if you're truly born of his spirit, then you're going to be without being told generous. I have always told you this in this place. You see, in Galatians 5, reading from 19 to 21, we often read about the works of the flesh. Right? Good. But from 22, you begin to read about the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Now the question is, if you think you have to teach people to walk by the way of the fruit of the Spirit. My question is Who taught you to walk by the way of the flesh? Nobody. Are you done with me? Can we go to Galatians 5? Let me read something for you. Galatians chapter 5, let's look at verse 19. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulence, I mean, emulations, rots, envies, murder, drunkenness, traveling, such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they could do such things, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But the fruits of the Spirit. Now, all of those things we just counted. Go back again. Who taught you to do those things? adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, I mean, all of those things. Anger, backbiting, gossiping, just name it. Who taught you? Which school offer a certificate for these things as a course? Now you want to go to school and you want to study hatred, want to study envy, want to study jealousy, and then when you graduate, they give you a certificate. Who taught you? Nobody did. Why is it so? Because this is natural to the natural man is the life of Adam you don't need to be taught about it you just grow up living it you just manifest it it is natural is that okay I've only told you take a little child I did one I think last month one of the babies here had biscuits and then just went close to the child and I said Come, give me a biscuit. she just do this and if I turn, and start running away. That's to say, I want to take a biscuit from her. So the question is, now what she demonstrated was greed. Is that okay? No, who taught her to be greedy? Is it the parents? No, it's just natural. It's the life of Adam. Even so, when you are born of the spirit, I can't teach you to love. I can't teach you to be generous. Is anybody understanding that? God to verse 22 now. This is the opposite life you're supposed to live once you're born again. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. What's the next thing? Meekness, temperance, I guess uh, there is no law. You are not supposed to be taught these things. They are supposed to be flowing naturally from your life. Because it's your new nature in Christ was your born of the spirit that becomes your new nature so do I expect me to teach you love do I expect me to teach you joy do I expect me to teach you temperance or meekness or gentleness no I expect me to teach you that that's a work of the spirit the only thing I do is to cause you to receive the spirit as a seed and when it begins to grow you begin to manifest all of those things you follow what I'm saying here? So stinginess is not the fruit of the spirit. So when you are stingy, it's a clear indication you are not yet manifesting the fruit of the spirit. The seed of the word of God or the spirit in you is not growing. Hallelujah. Is this simple? Now well, go with me to First Timothy 6 verse 17 and I would like us to read it from the message translation. First Timothy 6 verse 17 Tell those rich in this world's world to quit being so full of themselves as the first thing and so obsessed with money which is here today and gone tomorrow. That means money has wings. Weight has wings. As a matter of fact, that's why it is called currency because it's from current. And current is something that is not stable. It's always moving. It's always moving. As a matter of fact, even the money you have now came from somebody's hands. You don't know how many persons are handled them. Currency, you're handling. It's always moving around. It's not so stable. So, when you hold it, it brings what I would call mukha or whatever the case may be. And that begins to affect your life. So, money should flow. Currency. Are you with me? Tell those. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell those rich in this world's world to quit being full of themselves and so of self and money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God, who pies on the riches who never manage, ever manage, to do good, to be rich and happy in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they build a treasury that will last gaining life that is truly life. That's a true life. It's different from just being being alive or living. That's a true life. Tell those. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. The good part of this is you have to understand whatever thing you have comes from God. No man have received or can receive anything except it's given to him from above. Come to that understanding and stop being stingy. Now, whatever thing that you have comes from God. It's not yours. Praise the living God. To do good, to be rich, in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. Extravagantly generous. You don't need to be stingy. You don't need to hold. You don't need to behave like Sodom. God desired to wipe them out because it was stingy. Praise the living God. Are you still there? Let me show you somebody who has worked and a life that he lived, And what finally, suddenly happened to that individual. Let's look at somebody like Job. 29 verse number 7. The book of Job 29 verse number 7. Job is talking about after his calamity came. Now, he was recounting the life he lived before God allowed his temptation to come. You remember, it was God that pointed out Job unto Satan. I mean, if you remember the story, have you considered my servant Job? Right. And everything, protection was there. So it was not as if it was the sin or something about Job that made those things to happen. God was using that to teach a principle to every one of us who become his children. So, Job 29 verse 7, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Those were the days when I went to the city gate and took my place among the honored elders. The young stepped aside when they saw me. And even the age rose in respect at my coming. Because of the life that he was living. I'm going to show you the kind of life he was living. And you see the kind of honor, respect that he got from these people. Because of who he was in the society. Are you there with me? That when he stepped into where the elders are seated, gathered at the gate, they respect him. They gave him his place. The young man will look at him, stand up. You see him and they wrote about him. What was it? Now look at this. Verse 9. The princess stood in silence and put their hands over their mouths. No, one, they wouldn't want to talk. And it's 9 says, let me tell The highest officials of the city stood quietly holding their tongues in respect. All who heard me, praise me. All who saw me, spoke well of me. Why? Look at the next thing. For I assisted the poor in their need." And the orphans who required help, I provided these things. It was not a pride of the weight of Job that made people to respect him. Are you listening to me? Why? I assisted the poor in their need. And the orphans who required help, I was there for them. You know, the Bible says, God is the the father to the orphans. But God is not going to throw anything from heaven to anybody. He will always use people. Are you done with me? He will always use people. He's not going to... God doesn't throw... He doesn't use Naira, for instance. Right? But He will use somebody that He has empowered to do His will. Like I said last time, that the people say, God, we thank you for this individual. You remember that? Look at verse 13. I help those without hope. Hallelujah. And they bless me. How were they blessing him? They pray for him. They bless me. And I cause the widow's heart to sing for joy. In other words. Just for the sake of job alone, even widows in the society, it's like they never miss anybody. Praise the living God, He made provision for their needs. I have widows in the society. This is somebody who will not hold whatever thing the Lord has blessed him with, and so He got the respect of the people. He got the blessings of the people. And so he continued to have the blessings of God. Because he was not stingy. Praise the living God. Verse 14 says, Everything I did was honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe. And I wore justice like a toban." Oh, come on now. But if you understand what a toban means, you can begin to think about those Muslim rich people. All those rich Muslim people, you know how they to burn your hair. Praise the living God. Are you there? I served as eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. By implication, the presence of Job was enough to meet every need of the individuals in the society. Whatever you don't have, he seems to provide. I serve as I for the blind, a feed for the lame. I was a father to the poor, and assisted strangers who needed help. <coughs> Praise the living God. I broke the jaws of godless oppressors, and plucked their victims from their teeth. This is the life of Job. With all that he had. Remember First Timothy. Tell those who are rich. In this world. To do good. And Job demonstrated. our scripture in his time. And God have recorded. All of these things. So that we too can learn from the life of Job. Hallelujah. Come on. Now we see here. And somebody will be saying, I suppose pastor, yes, but you know you're talking about those who are rich. No. Not just those who are rich. No matter what, at whatever level you are, you can do, you can live this life that I'm talking about. See, scripture says, he that is not faithful in little cannot be faithful in much. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. We are talking about, like in a study, how to balance the increase of riches and money. Can you please talk this a little bit? Are you done with me? There is a need for you to understand this. That God really wants to bless you, but then he wants to show you how to live your life. There is, there is a way by which you ought to live your life. That God intends you to live your life. Praise the living God. Go again to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. NIV, if you like, we can read that. Proverbs 11, 24. One man gives freely, yet gain even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to what? Poverty. freely. You become unworthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will also have themselves refreshed. You can take it from NLT again that's New Living Translation and see a few things for yourself give freely and become unworthy be stingy and do what? and lose everything give freely and become unworthy be stingy and lose everything that's to say you have a choice now you don't blame anybody you don't blame anybody if you are poor you don't even blame God if you are poor hallelujah as we progress I will show you the life of Dorcas one thing that happened to, the, to Dorcas at the end of the day we are meant to understand Dorcas died and people gathered and they went to Peter and the rest of the people the apostles and said no come on this woman can't die like that Look at this purple dyed scarf. She gave me. Look at this dress I'm wearing. She gave me. Look at that wrap I'm putting on. She gave to me. She can't die like that. And Peter came and they prayed. And what the next thing that happened? Ducas came back to life. What saved Ducas? Was not just the prayer of the apostles. It was what she was doing to the people. That's why Job said, May who saw me, the Lord, they do what? They bless me. So the people prayed, and the disciples I and mean, the apostles came finally, Lucas came back to life. So, why and how? Because of her generosity. It doesn't matter, you don't have to be worthy to be generous. Generosity is a spirit. I mean, if you understand that, Paul was right into the church and say, out of your deep poverty, you gave. Not just that, you are even begging me to receive from you. Out of your deep poverty, you are begging me to receive from you. You don't have to be a billionaire to be a generous person. It is a spirit. Generosity is the spirit of God. And if you're born of God, it's something that must flow into your life and flow through you. So the essence of all we're discussing for you to come out. Of this kind of spirit that we've imbibed from Adam, from our grandparents, you know, recently we read in the news. In this country, when poverty is like staring everybody on the face, but somebody bought a property and in course of renovation, they find that somebody has stacked up a lot of money, millions in sats. How many of you saw that on the news? That's a country that we're living in. Now, what did he achieve in stacking up those money? Oh, God, bad. He can make use of them. And certainly, perhaps too, he must have died. What was the benefit? What was the gain? Praise the living God. You see, you, you, generosity have nothing to do with billions. If you don't have the spirit, you don't have it. Amen. I love something that Edna Francis used to do. Almost every time every anchor used using this church he buys it. How much is the anchor It's not millions but he needs it. I need to clean my face. Huh? I need to get his sweat out. And if I have the need for that how much is this? But that's generosity. I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. That's generosity. How much is this? You see, but you see, I may not have the time to think thinking of going to buy one, but when I come here speaking, and I'm sweating, I will have need of a handkerchief. And he could recognize that. So, some kind a of fellowship, they will just come. Oh, sorry, last week I couldn't buy you an handkerchief. Just an handkerchief. But that's generosity. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? You don't have to have the millions to be generous. You don't have to be in billions to be generous. No! It's deception for you to think I don't have money. It's deception for you to think that, oh, I'm not worthy. No! Give freely and become unworthy. Be stingy and do what? Lose everything. It's a principle. It's a law in the kingdom. That's why scripture say it's more blessed to give than to receive. Have you read that in your Bible? It's more blessed to give than to receive. Because as you give, there's an increase for you. There's a multiplication for you. It doesn't matter how much you give. But just that you have the spirit. To give. See. This will get you out of poverty. Unknown to you. Because that which you've given out. Is coming back to you. Amen. That which you've given out. Is coming back to you. And somebody said. Well. I think I have to start looking for the poor in the society so as can bless them. Fine, if you want to. But have understanding of what I'm talking about. Because you can't cast the precious things onto swine. You still have to apply wisdom, even in your generosity. There is a ground for sowing. There are some grounds that you can sow into. Are you sitting with me? Praise the living God. I want you to capture because this is God's mind. This is God's intent for his people. Hallelujah. You see, I remember one time, a brother there, we were driving in to the house one evening with my children. I really don't know where we went, but we are just driving in Praise the living and then, the Lord spoke to me. Go and bless this minister. I was in the car, so I was wondering, this man's church is very big. Huh? The church opposite there, very close there. This church is very big. He has everything. So, what? he said, go and bless him. And I drove to the house. Pick an envelope and put, I think, 5,000 in it. I had only 10,000 with me on that day. I put 5,000 in it. And I told the children again, let's go to fellowship in this church. And then we drove down to church. Actually, I was not satisfied, but God said, go there. And then we went there, we sat down. I wasn't be blessed with what they were sharing. So I was saying, God, why did you ask me to come here? But the funniest part of it was when I was leaving the house with the 5000 he asked me to go back. He said, make it 10000 And I had the mind that I'm going to leave that 5000 to feed my children with. He said, go take the 10000 I went back and added the 10000 I mean, there are many 5000 And then we drove to the church. And I was sitting there. Now, you can't even get close enough to the person. You know how our people are. Security, everybody. You can't get there. So, what I did was to call one of the ushers. I just wrote and they handed it over to the GO. He said, Okay, we do that. And then he asked me for my number, which I gave. And then we left. But I don't want to tell you what happened a week after. The Lord surprised me just for that obedience. I must let you know that what I gave you, I got back a hundredfold. Now, that is not to say, giving is straight by butter. Are you listening to me? If you walk by the instructions of God, there is something he has in mind for you if he asks you to do anything. You can remember the issue where are this money, Second Kings 4, right? The woman that had nothing, and Elijah walked there. And what's the next thing that happened? Elijah asked for the meat from this woman, and she was saying, "My last me, right?" But guess what? God, in verse nine of that chapter, told Elijah, "I have commanded a widow of Zarephath to feed you." And that becomes a good source to invest. Are you listening to me? Elisha was a good source to invest in. I'm only praying God to help me. What do I say that? You see, at the junction there by the traffic light, there is always a woman with children begging. She claims to be blind. I don't know if she's actually blind. Now, we see such people as a point in society. Yes, they are, of course. But my question is this If you know you are blind, how is it that you are making children every month? Hallelujah. The man that is making these children with you, where is he? So for me, it's not a good ground. I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. It's not a good ground. There are some seed you sow, they don't bring forth reward or returns because the ground is no good. Remember the parable of the sower? The one that fell on rocky ground brought nothing. Now I'm not saying don't bless the beggars, bless them as much as you can. Is that Okay. But I want you to understand something. If God is ministering to you... To do something for an individual... Don't think twice about that. Go ahead and do it. Because he has something in mind for you. So what break the poverty of that woman... That sold unto Jesus... I mean unto Elijah. Generosity. Because by the time... She finished ministering to Elijah... Elijah asked him, "I mean, asked her to do what? To sell and feed on the rest after paying off her debts, given produces the plenty that she needed, recover from poverty. Are you following what I'm saying now? But if she has kept that little meal for herself, she will have died." Out of that poverty. So sometimes God is asking you to sow seed, it's because there is something He wants to do in your life. Praise the living God. I listened to a minister of God one time, went to a meeting, and he was sitting down there and he saw people giving out things, so giving out cars, writing checks in the building, sewing them out unto God. You look foolish. For what this thing was going on, and then he thought to himself, something struck in his heart. You have to participate in what is going on. He went for the conference. It was in Senegal. He had nothing except the luggage with which he traveled to the conference. And so he got back to the room, put everything, his shoes, his clothes, everything he had, inside the luggage, and carried it to church. And people were wondering. When people were throwing, he was coming, dragging his luggage. The bag with it, he went to the conference. He dragged it and put it on the altar. And he left there. He said, by the time he dropped it there, something said, your life has entered into this. And I'm going to show you something. He got back to the room. The next thing, he got with a phone call. Is that you? He said, yes. I need to see you. He described the place. And when the person came in there, he said, I don't know you, but God just told me to give this to you. Check. More than everything he deposited on the altar. Generosity will bring the increase. Anything you have which you think you can't give out is going to get... I am not describing describe it. It will stink, It will die. It will become useless. But endeavor to give out one. You see two coming in. There will always be a replacement. For what you give out. Praise the living God. Are you still here with me? I want you to get out of poverty. And don't you ever think. That you have to be millions. To be generous. No. Look at this again. Give freely. And become more. Worthy. Be stingy. And do what? Lose everything. Be stingy and lose everything. You have a choice. You have a choice. Do you want to increase in life? Grief. Do you want to remain in a circle of poverty? Be stingy. You have a choice. For the Libra soul. Shall be watered are you still following what I'm saying here hallelujah you see when you look at the church the 4th century church in the book of Acts the Bible told us there was as it were no poor man because every man there everybody Bible scripture says they have no need because everybody have all things in common let me tell you something do you know one of the principles of tithing is to balance the system? Why? Because the Levite of Oten were not allowed to farm them. They have nothing. Is that okay? Good. So now when they pay tithe to them they were able to have something. So you have and they have. It balances the system. Praise the living God. Given we balance the system. If we are in this church together and we know those who are not doing well and we know what to do to make them rejoice and be happy, we shouldn't stop doing it. We should go ahead doing it. Praise the living God. What is the Bible telling you? Give freely and become more worthy. Be stingy and do what? Lose everything. You know your brother, Bishop. This year he just called me and said, especially at the time of the COVID 19, he said, This is the time to sow. And that young man sold money. He will give me a list. I want to sow to this guy. I want to sow to this guy. I want to sow to this guy. There are some people he has put on a regular Regular seed every month. You went to the went to the bank and wrote the names of these people down and placed specific amount on the name of those people. So any money that enters his account at the end of the month is transferred automatically. He doesn't want to think about it. That one is just regular. Are you surprised living the life that he's living? Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? Last month, he sold so much that he came to the point that he couldn't even get airtime on his phone. I have to buy him airtime. He never wanted to mention it, but I just have to make sure. He was discussing something that airtime was on on his phone and he was talking with you. I have to send him airtime. Are you surprised living a life he's living? He's never a want. it's never a lack. It's lacking nothing. Because he knows how to push. When something comes to his hand. Be stingy. And you lose everything. Poverty will be staring you in the face. But be generous. And then you're going to do what? You're living well. For it is more blessing to give than to do what? Than to receive. Are you following what I'm saying here? I need you to come to this place of understanding That the things you go out They become your protection They become your I mean they defend you even in the spirit realm They defend you Even in the spirit realm There's a realm of protection That you come into By reason of your ability To be generous Listen When you bless people They ever think about you They ever pray for you then we always pray for you when you know how to bless people. Amen? Funny thing happened here last month. I came to church and this young man came to me and said, I have a little flask I think you will need for water therapy. Will you like it? I said, I think I would like it. And in five minutes time, the person ran out of the hall. And I was wondering where this guy's gone to. 30 minutes time, he was back with the little flags. Powerful, small flag that I retain hot water for 24 hours. Anytime I use that little flag, his name comes to my mind, and I keep saying, God bless this boy. Little things. Hallelujah. You don't have to be full of money to be generous. No. Why you don't make progress in life is because you are stingy. Then you must come out of it. But the Libra soul shall be made fat. I remember. I have to get somebody, he just told me, I have no air time on my phone. I have no data on my phone. I said yes, can I have your number? Because I check and I find that. I have enough data, I have enough air time. Because every Monday, there is somebody that recharges my phone. And because of WhatsApp, you know, today you don't do much call as compared to as long as WhatsApp is there, you charge. So I don't make much calls as I saw the doctors and airtime are just building up. So what did I do? I start helping other people with it. Now that is what the person does every Monday. So now I don't struggle to go buy airtime. How much is it? That's what I'm saying. If you have to be generous, it's not the volume of money. It's not the amount of money. 500, 1000, anything. You can be generous. Give freely and become what? More worthy. Not just worthy, but more worthy. Be stingy and lose what? Everything. Be stingy, and poverty will stare you on the face. You have a choice: either to come out of poverty or to die in poverty. You have a choice. For even that which you have accumulated, there's no guarantee that will be there forever. All the money you have accumulated, there's no guarantee that will be there forever. Hallelujah! No insurance. That all your accumulated wealth will we have to be there forever. No insurance for that. Praise the living God. I just need to help you with this. To come out of stinginess so that you can have a free life. And you have the cause that flows and then things coming back to you. Remember the Philippian church. Let me read that and we'll close again. Philippians 4. and Look at it from Amplified Translation. Let's look at verse 18 to 19. Philippians chapter 4. But I have your full payment and more. I have everything I need. Okay, let's go back to verse uh, 17. Let's just take it from verse 17. Not that I need, I am eager for your gift, but I also do seek. I am eager for the fruit which increase your credit, the harvest of blessing that is accumulating to your account. But I have all your payment, and more. I have everything I need. I am amply supplied. Neither I have received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent me, they are the friend order of an offering and sacrifice. With God, welcomes and equates delights. Hallelujah. Verse 19. And my God will liberally supply, filled to the full, your every need. To His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. If you start from the top of the seal, only you open a credit and a debit account in my name. Hallelujah. Therefore, my God shall supply your need according to His riches in glory. Do you have a partner? For you to claim this scripture, you have to have a partner. Do you have a partner? A ministry that you partner with? Do you have one? Praise the living God. Do you have a missionary that you support? These are the avenues by with God increases your resources. At least make it a point of duty. Take a pastor, take a missionary, take a partner, and be sure you are consistent with that which you have vowed to do. You see the multiplication come back to you. Praise the living God. That's what we call a debit account, a credit account. Again, I say this while I close. Give freely, and you increase them all. It works. Be stingy. And what happens? You lose everything. You come to the realm of poverty. It's not difficult to be generous. But I want to tell you something. It's even harder to be stingy. You ask me why? Because you're never going to have a free mind. Your mind is always going to be on your money. Your life, I mean, you always be choked because you're trying to preserve, you are trying to conserve. It's more harder, it's more difficult to be stingy than to be a generous person. So, friends, have I helped you this morning? Be generous, give freely, and more wealth will come your way. Be stingy, and you get into poverty. And listen to me. When you are poverty, don't blame the devil for it. When you are struggling with finances, don't blame any devil for it. Blame yourself. Because you don't know what to do to get out of poverty. This is one of the ways. While you walk, yes, be generous. Don't forget, you have two hands. While you pray, be generous. For your arms and your thanksgiving, have become a memorial unto God. Not just your prayers. Not just your prayers. In the book of Acts chapter 10, remember the story of Your arms and your prayers have become a thanksgiving. Don't try to be a prayer warrior and yet you don't know what to give. No. The only way you can lay up a memorial before God is to be an arm giver. Do good when it is our power to do so.